Hey Wildcat Nation, welcome back to Wildcat Week presented by Amplify Media. I'm Abby Harvey here with my co-host Micah Roberts. The athletes we are spotlighting for episode 8 are members of our men's soccer team here at IWU. They just came in as the 20th ranked team in the NAIA coaches poll. We have junior Jackson Carpenter and senior Giuseppe Santa Croce. Thank you both so much for joining us um, during the semester and as you guys had in the postseason. So, let's yeah, get so as we get started here, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Like, who are you? Yeah, uh, I'm Jackson Carpenter. I am a junior here, um, currently a social studies education major. Um, love teaching, um, also um, love Jesus, love music, um, and love playing soccer, which is what I spend a lot of my time doing here. Um, Giuseppe, uh, senior here, uh, study sports management um, from England, so a long way away from here. Um, come here to play soccer, that's all I like doing really. Um, so yeah, just a bit about me. Outside of playing soccer, are you guys involved in anything else? I am, um, <laughs> I, I actually work as one of the student body chaplains here, <coughs> and I help out with a ministry on campus called The Well. I'm just part of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Part of soccer. Yeah. All right, so as we dive into this, how did you guys really get into soccer? Like, what was kind of put your foot into the door of just finally playing soccer? Uh, so <clears throat> I was about three years old, and we had, like, Wimbledon tennis come to our school and say, we need some tennis players. Um, and as a fairly coordinated child, they were interested in me, so I actually started off as a three-year-old tennis player. Um, and quickly after my first session, they told my parents that I shouldn't come back. Because instead of hitting the ball with my hands, I was hitting it with my feet. And so that slowly progressed into to kicking a ball. Um, and yeah, so since four, I joined the team. And then from there, I just carried on playing. Yeah, I was, uh, I was four or five when my parents signed me up to play t-ball. And I remember... <clears throat> after after one of our t-ball games we won like the big I mean it was as big as a little wreck t-ball team can win and we won the game and I remember after I ran over to the the playground and was like celebrating was just playing like with my grandma actually and I was climbing on the monkey bars and I fell off broke my arm and uh, still wanted to play but obviously I couldn't couldn't throw the ball or catch the ball anymore so my parents signed me up for soccer and yeah, since then I've I played soccer since I was I think five or six, and uh, yeah, haven't haven't looked back since. So when you guys were in high school, did you guys were just strictly soccer? Or did you also do any other sports? Uh, high school in England is a lot different. So sports isn't like a major factor. You play club instead. Okay. So um, and a lot of people back home just play soccer, and that's that's just about it. So I didn't play any other sports in high school other than playing soccer and club and that was about it so yeah I did I did a year of track and field I ran the 800 and 400 which was just honestly just a way to socialize like all my friends did track and I just wanted to hang out with them and then I also my sophomore year of high school was the first year our school had a men's volleyball team and so I was the libero for our men's volleyball team for a year which was a lot of fun Sounds fun. <laughs> when did you guys know that college soccer was something you wanted to pursue? I didn't know much, too much about it up until about, I'd say, 17, 18. Um, I was part of the scholarship program back home playing, 
and we went to a tournament and this guy from America came and kind of just put it out there saying there's college out here you can study and play um, so I took his card didn't think too much about it and then when I hit 18 19 um, I like kind of met up with an agency kind of saying I like, didn't want to continue playing back home um, and carry on working I kind of wanted something new and so he helped me uh, kind of like work out what college life was like um, the study inside of it the play inside of it and I just found an interest and thought I, I might just take the risk and go for it yeah I think I don't know just growing up in America I feel like especially in public schools you're kind of pushed to like, go get your college education and so as I was thinking about that I was aware that um, soccer was a way that I could kind of do that and afford it um, I think the goal was always soccer I just wanted to play soccer at the highest level that I could and then I think slowly throughout high school it became more of like a practicality thing like okay I could still get to play soccer which I love to do but then um, it would help me get my education and get a job that I'd like to do kind of down the road so yeah how did you guys um, find IWU or decide IWU was going to be your home yeah I, I played a couple tournaments out uh, in Westfield at Grand Park and uh, Coach Reed was there I got connected with him and yeah it just kind of it just kind of took off. I remember talking to a couple other schools and the deciding factor, if I'm honest, I, wa- I wasn't like over the moon about Indiana Wesleyan. Even when I like committed to come here, I wasn't like, man, this is my dream school. Like I can't wait to be here. But what, what pushed it over the edge for me was I remember thinking like these other schools, they want me for, for what I can um, give them on the field. But I know that Coach Reeb and the other coaches really care about my life off the field and they care about my development as a young man as a follower of Jesus, um, just as much, if not more so, than what I can offer on the field. So that was kind of the deciding factor for me. Yeah, I had no idea about this school, or any schools out <laughs> here, to be honest. Um, no, I, I had showcase games, and the agency would kind of just hook me up with some, some coaches. And so from around November to about March, I was just communicating with anyone. Um, I initially signed for a JUCO program with, with Coach Reap. Because um, I thought two-year program away from home would be the best option, kind of get my feet in the door and kind of work out what America's like. But shortly after signing, uh, Coach Reeb ended up leaving and coming to Iowa, and he asked me if I could follow with him. It's a better place, and once researching what Iowa was like, I was like, it's a million times better where I was supposed to be going, so I ended up choosing to come here instead. And how would you guys describe your experience being here at Iowa and being with the men's soccer team and Coach Reeb? Honestly, I've loved every moment being here four years. Um, coming out was very much like don't know anyone, kind of just put my head down work. But over the last four years, I found more than a family away from, from my own family, um, become very comfortable around people. And I've kind of started to see life out here instead of back home. So I've, been, I've enjoyed every moment and everything that I've done with the boys, the coaches, even the people outside of the team. So, hmm. Yeah, it's... I feel like you hear kind of the stereotype of like you go to college and you just have this like amazing experience where you meet lifelong friends and figure out what you're going to do with your life and you know some of that's been true but I, I think I think really like like G said like being here with just a group of guys having a built-in group of guys who care for you who you spend a ton of time with has been amazing um, super deep relationships and super fun to spend so much time together doing what we love to do um, and then I think yeah even off the field like there's just so much Iowa has to offer in terms of community and opportunities and it's been it's been really really cool 
So transitioning into your guys' spiritual life, what was that growing up for both of you? My mom's a strong believer. My dad, not so much. He believes, but very much. Kind of keeps to himself, does does his own things. Uh, Never really went church, unless it was I had to go to church. Um, So growing up, it was never at the the front point of my life. Um, Had loads of friends that believed um, many different religions and and whatnot, uh, until I actually came out here. Um, I would say my first two or three months here was kind of I was a, it was a shock culture. I was like wow like I don't really know what's going on like <laughs> everyone's like worshiping and all this stuff and that was like brand new to me. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoyed the first couple months because I, I didn't know what it was. Um, but no, being part of the team has helped me grow spiritually. Um, and I would say maybe two years ago now is when I fully fully gave in. Um, and found found uh, found Lord, um, but yeah, from growing up, it's it is a lot different to what it is now. But I'm thankful for for the experience, and I think that's a that's the reason why I'm here. It's not just to play, and I think that's what helped me realize that. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm grateful for for the experience and, and where I am now. So yeah, I grew up in a Christian family, and um, we were pretty just it was kind of just like we were consistent churchgoers um there wasn't really any bearing on our faith in the home so much you know like I had great parents who wanted to raise us well but it was kind of like we go to church and we do our thing there and then we go home and we just do our thing there they weren't really like together um and then when my parents split when I was 11 or 12 we kind of stopped going to church um so kind of from you know like 11 12 to 16 ish was just kind of doing my own thing um, kind of living for the world in, in some ways. And then um, sophomore year, um, I was just struggling at a low point in, in my life and decided I would just go to church and um, met this guy named Jordan, who was the youth pastor of my church at the time. And he was the first one to really um, explain uh, like the gospel and the significance of Jesus dying on the cross, taking our sin on himself. Um, I just always thought being a Christian meant like, be the best person you can be like try to try to follow the bible as best as you can but jordan was the first one to explain to me that no the gospel is like you're not good and you need a savior and that's why jesus came um so sophomore year i was like oh my gosh i get it like this is really what i want and so i gave my life to jesus then was baptized and then i've just kind of been growing i feel like until now um honestly it wasn't even it wasn't even really a huge factor in coming to Iwu. I wasn't necessarily keen on like coming to a coming to a Christian school. I just kind of had this confidence of like wherever I would go, um, I would just carry the light of Jesus with me. I was actually I was like I was really really close to going to the University of Michigan, which is like compared to here just like, <laughs> li- like literally different in almost every single way. Yeah. And so I was like ready to do that. I was like bring it on. Um, but being here, I feel like. In a, in a subtle way, it was it was God working, like mm-hmm. knowing I needed um, continued strength and community, which I know you can find anywhere, but there's been something special about finding that here and getting continued growth. Yeah. So on your athletic team, I know a lot of teams here do specific um, spiritual involvement. What does your guys' team do as either before games, at practices, small groups, whatnot? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. Um, we we'll always pray after practice. And I feel like we pray like multiple times on game day. There's like devotional in the morning where we pray and like hear a word from somebody. We'll pray before the game, pray after the game. 
Um, a lot of guys kind of have their own thing that they do. Um, we have, on Wednesdays, we have small groups within the soccer team. So um, every guy in the team is split up into small groups of like three or four, and they meet on Wednesday mornings. Um, like that's The pre and after the game, we usually do it with the opposition. Yeah. Which is, which is really nice as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll ask the other team if they'd be willing to pray with us. And kind of the theme there is like we just want to pray for them and ask that God would bless them, like heal them, you know, any, any injuries they have. And then also just like it's an opportunity to like share the gospel with their whole team, which is really, really cool. Um, you know, obviously they have to say yes. There's been a couple of schools <laughs> that they, they don't want to pray with us. You know, the games get heated. And honestly, sometimes I think it's hard to like after you go to toe-to-toe with these guys for 90 minutes and then just be like, hey, like, let's huddle up and pray and be all buddy-buddy. Like, it, it is difficult sometimes, but it's been it's been really meaningful and beautiful when the other team agrees to it. Most definitely. I think men's tennis brought this up last week as well, um, mm-hmm. and even women's tennis before that, um, and just how strong their faith has been and how important it has been in their lives and how impactful it's been. So it's really encouraging just to hear that other sports teams on campus are doing the same thing or trying to implement the same thing. Um, Because I really do think that no matter what the outcome is of any game or whatever is going on in anybody's life, I really think that if Jesus is the center of your life, that, like, you can come together no matter what's going on. Like, he can always just be there for you guys. And, like, it's just it's awesome to hear that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I mean, I would even just add to that. I feel like G is one of the guys, especially who, in my opinion, G is one of the most like passionate and just like he he's so competitive, wants to win every single time we go out. He's always pushing everybody to do their best. But G is also one of the guys who, after the game, no matter what the score, no matter how well we did as a team or how well he did individually, like he's he's one of the guys who's you know going to talk to the other team, like make them feel loved, make them feel valued, um, and just has like a good attitude about it. He, I think G is really good at understanding like. Win or loss, it's bigger than the game. Obviously, you guys were just ranked the 20th ranked team in NAI in the latest coaches poll. What is that kind of feeling going into postseason? Honestly, I don't think it really means much. Um, it's just a number by a name. Uh, if anything, it's it's there for oppositions to have more like fuel. Um, for me personally, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I feel like you. Whether you're first or you're 20th, it's the same thing. You still got to win every game. Um, I feel like sometimes having that number by you is, is for some people, it, they look at it and they think, all right, we've made it, which it isn't like that. And you see like a little bit of a, a stumble. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's too much. It's just a number. Um, it's great, don't get me wrong, 20th in the nation. It's, it's a really good thing. But I feel that there's still a long way to go. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it, it does too much. Yeah, I remember last year when we got into the polls, everybody kind of freaked out. Like, it was, a, it was a pretty big deal. I think, what, we get up to, like, 21st or something like that. Yeah. And then the very next game after we got in the polls, we lost to a team that we shouldn't have lost to, and then we came right back out of the polls. And it was just kind of this, like, we were on top of the world, and then we were just at the very <laughs> bottom of the world. And so I think this year, Coach has been very adamant about, like, exactly what G's saying. Like, it's it's not about... You know, that number by your name means nothing if you can't just go out and, and compete and win the next game. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, like, we've seen that the last couple games, just dropping points that we, we really shouldn't have. Um, so I think, again, like she said, that the mindset is, like, every game matters. Not You know, 
there might be higher ranked teams that will play a game or two from now, but especially now in, in postseason, it's like the most important game of the season is on Saturday. And if we if we don't win then, then the season's kind of in jeopardy. And just happy with you, it being your last or your senior year, you could potentially take a fifth year if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Um, <clears throat> what was kind of your hope going into this year as your as a senior? Uh, grow spiritually, win, and just help the other guys in the team improve and kind of understand that the four years come very quick, and not just to try and leave it to the last year to to push on. Um, but just to try and push off from the very first minute that you get in. And for you, Jackson, going from an underclassman to an upperclassman, what has kind of been that process for you before heading into the season and kind of just you need to kind of take a leadership role on the team? Yeah, I think um, I, there's something weird about it. Like for all of freshman and sophomore year, I felt to some degree like I was still settling in, still trying to find my place on the team, find – my friends, you know, on and off the team, figure out what I want to study. Like, there's so much that I'm figuring out, and it's just like, with a snap of a finger, I'm a junior, and I'm the thinking is totally reversed. It's like, I'm settled. I know what I'm meant to be doing here. I know who, who my people are. I know my role on the team. So how can I do all of that, like, to the best of my ability? And how can I be, like, calling up the younger guys, you know, both, both on the field and off, like, younger um, students here to step into some of those roles that um, that we'll be leaving behind. So with the first game of the conference tournament on Saturday, um, has the preparation this week been different from regular season or has it been the same? What's the mindset going into conference tournament? Uh, the last two days have been kind of, well three, two days, yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't have practice on Monday. Uh, it's been fairly light, we're missing a few numbers, lots of us are hurt. So we're kind of just trying to take it chill. We haven't really prepared too much yet. Um, I think starting today is when the preparation fully starts. We know what we're starting to do. But, yeah, the last two days have been kind of relaxed, keep the fitness going, get some touches on the ball. Um, yeah, just to be careful so we don't have anyone else out for Saturday. So with your career slowly coming to a close, I don't know about your fifth year or um, whatnot, and you being an upperclassman, what is the biggest lesson you guys have gotten from Iowa men's soccer so far? If you don't come and fit, you won't last. (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate a little bit. I'd say my freshman year, didn't really know what the running was like out here. (laughs) I thought my technical ability could could keep me going. Didn't help. Um, I'd say the same for my sophomore and my junior year. (laughs) 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 Kind of the same thing. Not much of a runner, but yeah, if you don't. If you don't run, if you don't work hard, technical ability won't help you in, in any way. So, which is crazy because I would say now, like when I when I am playing or watching the games, it's like, you, you, like this isn't again. You can pay me later, but like this is just G's like always just busting his butt up and down the field. I think you know by nature of his position, he kind of has to. But like, there's there's just a high level of work right there. Um, yeah, dude, I remember those days. Freshman year was tough, huh? Well, my freshman year, your junior year, I guess, yeah. I remember G texted me, like, before, we hadn't met, like, we hadn't had any form of communication, and he texted me and was just like, hey, man, like, welcome to the team, if there's anything I can help with, let me know, and I was like, oh, thanks, man, he's like, by the way, what's your mile time looking like? Because that's our, that's our fitness test, you have to, you have to run a mile in 530, rest 10 minutes, run a mile in 6, 
And so, yeah, my, just my freshman year was like 7.20 for the first one. Jeez. So two minutes late. Yeah. And then the, the second run was, was like eight minutes. I had people throwing up and running past me, and I was like, wow, I'm way off it. Yeah. Yeah, so I just remember thinking, like, who is this guy? Why is he asking <laughs> me, like, what my what my mile time is? But it's funny. Um, I mean, I would just say, yeah, it sounds cliche, but, like, kind of like savoring every moment um no just savoring every moment like I feel like I've, I've just had these moments again now being an upperclassman where it's like man like the, the the mindset switches from I gotta get settled I gotta I gotta figure out what my role is and the mindset is now like I only have so much time left like how am I gonna make the most of it um and I think yeah like on the field of course we want to win and we want to compete want to um, be the best we can be but I think at the end of the day for me it's like relationships with the guys um, like how how am I being present with everyone you know despite the ups and downs that come with the game and with school and everything it's like the relationships are what you're going to carry with you forever so investing in those has kind of been my my approach now being on this side of you know being an upperclassman well that's all we have for you guys um, good luck on Saturday and the rest of the season get a natty but <laughs> join us next week for episode nine on Wildcat Week, where we are spotlighting women's cross country. Hopefully. 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 <laughs> it's always always a mess. But I'm Abby Harvey with Micah Roberts here on Wildcat Week, brought to you by Amplify Media.